And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Generous United. Generous United is a membership-based buying group headquartered right here in Atlantic Canada, our own backyard. you got to love these local companies here. They are dedicated to making sure prescription drugs are more affordable so we can all live healthier lives. One thing that Generous United is doing right now is allowing for companies that maybe can't afford health care for their employees to benefit from their products. So what Generous United will do is team up with the pharmacist, the person who is in your community who is also dedicated to making sure that you live a healthier life. Generous United and the pharmacist will team up to make sure that you receive an attentive personalized service that will allow you to save money on your prescription drugs. Head on over to generousunited.ca. That's G-E-N-R-U-S united.ca. We all know that this pandemic is almost over and we could all use a little bit help on our health care. It doesn't matter what it is. If you want to get a massage, acupuncture, dental care, we could all use a little bit more help. So that's why Generous United is making sure that you are able to afford your prescription drugs, whether it's for you, a family member, a loved one, it doesn't really matter. They have services for everyone. So one more time, generousunited.ca, that's G-E-N-R-U-S, United. Today's episode is also brought to you by Osprey Ridge Golf Course. Osprey Ridge, 45 to an hour outside, 45 minutes, excuse me, to an hour outside of the city. I was there this past weekend, played two rounds. Beautiful, beautiful course. It's family owned, so you know they take pride in the greens. You know they take pride in the fairway. They take pride up in the clubhouse with the customer service. Graham Cooked Design Golf Course. They just renovated the patio, so when you're done your round, you head on over to the patio, pick up a beer, two beer, three beer, pick up some food, and you get to sit there and enjoy the golfers come up on the 18th hole, tee off at the first hole, watch the ninth hole. It is a beautiful, beautiful patio that allows you to enjoy other golfers, and at the same time, the course is meant for you to go and play and have a great time this summer. Osprey Ridge, 45 minutes to an hour outside of the city. Get there and enjoy. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Igor Sokolov. Plays for the Belleville Senators and the Ottawa Senators organization. He actually played for the Cape Breton Eagles in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League playing his junior career there, also playing for the World Juniors for Team Russia. He was drafted 61st overall in the 2020 NHL Draft. He was passed over twice in the NHL Draft before that, didn't even care, kept working, and the next thing you know, he's in the AHL with the most points on the team this year with 25 points and 35 games played. If you ask me, he's the top prospect in the Ottawa Senators organization. He's been on the podcast before. We are very excited to have Igor on the podcast for a second time, coming all the way from Russia. This is going to be a great episode, all right? I'm Justin. We're talking to Igor. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Boom, Igor, we're going. There we go. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. We have a lot of anticipating guests for this podcast because the first podcast we did was apparently very good. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, lots of people texted me that they had fun listening to, so... And I'm excited to be back and looking forward to speaking to you. Did you have a lot of people in Russia that listened to the podcast last time we did it? Uh, most people can't understand English back home. So, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't really have as many friends over in Russia that I have in Canada anyway. Really? Now, so, yeah. 
I guess you, how how many years have you been living in Canada now? I guess uh, it's my fifth year now. Fifth so, year. Yeah, basically my prime I spent here, right? Seventeen to twenty-one. It's you know when you make most of your friends in the playing yeah. junior and uh, going over to pros and stuff. So yeah. I think I think it's just more um, you know more friendly people friendly people here and uh, back home. I kind of kind of found that I went back and not as many people were talking to me. So <laughs> why weren't people talking to you? I don't know. Maybe it's just. Um, you know the way things go. Like I got to pro and stuff like that, but most uh, most of the guys didn't make it to pro hockey, and you know yeah. had to quit and go to school and stuff like that. So you know it, there was some uh, some guys who you know wishing me best and uh, you know just wondering how I am, texting me, calling me and stuff. But some guys like who I considered my friends before, but now it's just like yeah, like no text or anything. No. So, so I mean I mean I knew that I'm gonna face that situation, so that's why I have more friends in Canada because I think people here more caring and stuff like that they yeah. care about you so yeah most of my friends are over in Canada so when you did you just get back from Russia you were there the you just got back you were there well, for yeah. a little bit of the yeah. summer yeah. At, at your family's place yeah yeah because well I didn't get to get home last year right because so, of COVID yeah I haven't been home over two years so wow. and my I haven't seen my parents in a year and a half so that was important for me to go and spend some time with them because you know I have a brother 16 and like haven't seen me in two years and uh so it was it was pretty cool to be back again and uh you know spend as much time with my parents and uh, my brother as i could your family must be very proud of you for what you've accomplished yeah absolutely yeah they just you know they can't believe that well like where i started and you know where i'm at now and being passed over twice at the draft and uh i never quit and uh no have a had a great year in pro so you know they're really impressed and happy and proud at the same time so you know but obviously it's a big credit to them what they've done since i was a kid yeah how do you think you did this year obviously if you look at your stats you're the leading points on on the team this year um how do you think you did uh, i guess right right out of the gate starting the season well it was it was kind of a weird one right because we got to main camp with sense and then um when they made a cut so we went down to hl and uh Ontario wasn't proving us to play still. Us and Marlies weren't uh, were only two teams in the league that weren't allowed to play. Okay. So we were practicing basically twelve guys on the ice who were the players in uh, Ottawa's camp, right? Yeah. And other half of guys who were just on the wide one way deal and with the AHL were skating, did like in different times. So basically for another two three weeks we were just skating as the twelve guys. And it's like not a team practice, you know, we can't do any like five on five drills because we're going to be gassed. So we were kind of just developing skills and stuff. But then uh, basically two or three days before uh, our season started, they told us, yeah, you're good to go, guys. Here's a couple team practices and uh, here we go. I haven't played hockey in 10 months and I got to go play pro. Last time I played against, what, little kids? Well, not <laughs> little kids, 16, 17, 18, right? But then now I have to go against guys who have some uh, NHL games and stuff. So... You know, first four games were rough. Like, I thought, I'm probably not going to score a goal in this league. Like, first four games, I got, like, one or two shots on net. I was like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do this year? Like, you know, I'm that kind of guy who loves scoring and creating offense and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a long year. But then uh, after that, like, we had 10 or 11 days off again before our next game. And I kind of, you know, took that time with the forward coach watch lots of videos and stuff and uh scored my first after and i just kept on going and uh, i felt that i was keep getting better over a year and um, getting more comfortable and confident that's awesome yeah 
Did you make any friends on the team right away? Is there any other Russians in the organization? Yeah, well, it was um, it was five of us. Five Russians? Yeah, it was, well, in Ottawa's organization, it was wow. Zay- Zaitsev, Dodonov, Anisimov, Zub, Abramov, and I was sixth, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had six guys, and, uh, you know, they were... They were really helpful. They kind of, you know, tried to help me around in the uh, main camp. But then after that, like, we couldn't see each other because of uh, COVID and NHL, AHL bubble. So, yeah. but me and Abramov were in the AHL and actually we were living together. So, you know, it was kind of kind of fun uh, being around a Russian and speak Russian. Yeah, but those guys like Anisimov and uh, Zaitsev, the guy, older guys, like they were, you know, texting me, checking on me, how I'm doing and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. It's just pretty awesome experience for a young kid like me being around uh, those guys, right? Like Anisimov has uh, over ten year, ten years in NHL, and yeah. you know, same as Dodd enough, and Paul Zaitsev has been steady, and I, obviously Zub just came over, but he had a uh, had a pretty good year in NHL, and then just signed a uh, two year extension with Ottawa. So you know, it's pretty awesome that he's coming back. You've been very fortunate with going to organizations like in, in Cape Breton and just having a good support system. I feel like with Cape Breton, you talk about Drake and how comfortable you were just going in there, having a friend, and now you go to Ottawa and you have a good support system around you, and I feel like it all translates into you becoming better and better each year when it comes to playing hockey. Is that am I, is that right when I say that? Yeah, exactly. Well, when I had uh, in the AHL, we had, I had Logan Shaw as well. And, oh, yeah, Shaw, know, yeah. Yeah, we were skating together and stuff like that, so he was, he was kind of guy just – you know, took me under his armpit and just, like, carried me around and talked to me every day and kind of told me to not be worried about, like, not scoring stuff. It's going to come and, uh, you know, just tried to make me feel as comfortable as he could. And, uh, you know, it helped a lot. So he was just a big piece of that, too. He must be a great leader for that organization. He has so much pro experience going into there from Winnipeg, coming to Ottawa. Everyone must look up to him. And also, he's a Cape Bretoner, so he has a good personality, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He was, you know, he was a great leader in the dressing room. He, you know, always talked. And, uh, you know, he was like basically a babysitter for us because we had so many <laughs> young guys. And uh, he had to do that job, basically, you know, taking care of uh, all of it. And, uh, you know, he did great. And, uh, you know, just I love that. He was he was there and he signed a contract with Ottawa before you know me coming over, so you know I'm looking forward because he had he got at least one more year with them, so we're gonna come back and well obviously hopefully, you know we both make it to Ottawa, but if not I'll go down and uh, have another fun year. How did you find the the speed of pro hockey for your first year? I know you said the first four games you found it tough. You didn't know if you were gonna score or not, but I'm assuming after those first couple of games you felt a little bit comfortable. But overall, how did you find the speed, and did you think you were able to keep up with it pretty quickly? Yeah, well, you know, first first what I thought it was like it's not even about the leg speed; it's how quick you gotta make your decision because you have like. I don't know, in, in junior you would have like three seconds to shoot, but in pro you're going to have a second and a half or a second, right? So yeah. how quick you got to make that decision. So I thought that was a, that was the biggest key. But the, by the time comes, like you just, you know, you were able to keep up with the pace. So, but you like the most important thing was, uh, you know, to make the quick decisions because you didn't have as much time as you think. So, you know, I, first four games I was just overthinking the game and try try to do all the right things, like, you know, play perfect system and stuff like that. But I think... I'm not that kind of player who's going to do everything like A plus perfect defensive coverage and stuff like that, you know, that even what coaches told me like you know, you're um, one of our scoring forces in the team so like you know, don't overthink the game, it's going to come and you're just learning and stuff like that, but you know, try to just play hockey because it's, it's you do what you love, you don't have to, you know, make things complicated. So that was the biggest thing for me, I think. Yeah. 
did you find the defensive side of the game? Did you find that you had more responsibility with making sure that you translated it to the offensive game? Because we every time we talk to a pro, they always talk about the defensive side of the game and how responsible you have to be. I don't know. Did you figure that out? I guess early in the stages of your pro career. Yeah, absolutely. If you you don't if you don't play defensive game right, you know the guys there are so skilled that you know if you you know lose your guy for a second, he's gonna score. Yeah. So. If you want to play offense, you got to play defense. So yeah. it's all starts from defensive zone. Is as quick as you're gonna get out of the zone, you know, more more time in offensive zone you're gonna spend. So you know, I watched lots of videos with the coaching, and and uh, you know, just the the year went on. I got better and I got more confident in defensive zone, and uh, I even got put on situations when the other team was pulling a goalie and I scored an empty netter. I wasn't I wasn't able to do that in uh, in junior. Like the coach wasn't trusting. Well, he never, he just asked me if you want to go. So I'm like, ah, you know what. You have players who are gonna do that. I'm, I'm not confident in myself. So, <laughs> but yeah, we. I even scored an empty netter. Like I was like, and the coach looks at me and uh, he, I was like, you know, last time I played uh, six on five other way when yeah. the other team played, it probably was like ten or eleven. <laughs> he just looked at me, started laughing and stuff. So I think uh, as the year went on, the, you know, I got comfortable defensive zone and uh, coaches start trusting me more. That's awesome. That's great to hear. And it must be nice going into the next season. You know, you, you led the team in points. You're still a young guy. You must have this confidence rolling through the summer. And you must be, I don't know, I th- I must, I'm assuming you want summer to be over and you want to be back playing because you you had so much confidence and so much going for yourself when the season ended, no? Yeah, for sure. But I think it was, you know, we played 35 games and it's kind of a, you know, huge bonus for all of our young guys because we had, well, we we were playing at some point i had line with the guys who is 2099 and 2000 so we were playing all three guys as rookies and wow. we we're like 21 and under so i think we had so many young guys who got those 35 games under belt and the next year should be a normal we should have a playoff run right like playoffs should happen and gonna play some u.s teams and stuff so i think those 35 games kind of you know helped us to get more comfortable and get more confident in that league and so next year we don't have to start from zero like we did this year we kind of know what to expect and uh you know we're gonna have three months of summer summer training so we're gonna be stronger and more confident obviously and so i'm already looking forward i'm just itching to get back get back to work you look. How you, did you lose weight? Well, I'm. Uh, you lo- You look like. Yeah, I got. I got in pretty good shape now. Yeah, like, well, say. you were in good shape last year, yeah. but you just seem like thinner, like more muscular, like. Some... Yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm two ten now. So. What were you last year? Well, last year before I l- left to auto, I was like two seventeen ish. Yeah. But well, when my junior year finished, I was like two thirty five ish. So. Two thirty five. That's twenty five pounds down since you know wow. last March. What what did you change? Diet or just you know the way, the way I'm eating and you know, I'm eating with purpose. Everything I, I put in my mouth basically is a purpose that is gonna do something right to my body. So you know I kind of switched that and uh, just uh, you know hundred percent work ethic at the gym. Like try to make most of it every uh, like hour hour and a half we have at the gym. I try to make most of it. So kind of well I went back home to Russia as well and uh, you know everybody would expect like me just. You know, relax there and say, like, I'm not going to train. But, you know, I took, like, eight to nine days off, and I just went back at it. And for over a month, month and a half I was there, I was just grinding. And I came here, and everybody just like, what did you do to yourself? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I did to myself, but I kind of, you know, just everybody is saying, like, you look great, and, uh, you know, it's great shape. And 
like I said before, like I'm not used to carrying around a six pack. I'm used to around carrying around a one pack, right? So, yeah. Did you get on the ice at all when you were up in Russia, or you just did off ice? No, I did. I did get on the ice like nine to ten times. I was on wow. the ice with my brother. Okay. Actually, because he's a goalie. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me. So uh, I was just renting the ice first couple of weeks. Him, him, and I and Ottawa, well, Belleville coaches were sending me some uh, some drills to do those things they wanted me to work on, right? So, but then. Uh, I saw a couple guys skating on, on the ice from KHL, who plays KHL, and I knew them from, I, you know, back yeah. when I was Datsuk? young. Was Datsuk no, there? Oh. No, no, I wish. <laughs> I think he wasn't even skating yet, like, this summer, because he's trying to make a decision if he's going to keep playing or retire. Oh, okay, right? okay. So, and it was a couple young guys. They're, like, 23, 24, but they already have, like, three to four years KHL. So, they, I kind of came up to them. I was like, you know, we should just rent ice together and skate together. We, you know, it's going to be cheaper for all of us. Right? Yeah. Split the split the ice, so yeah, and then uh, you know six to seven sessions I had with them out there, and uh, get back here now, and you know skating in Halifax and Cape Breton. So that's what. Oh, did you skate in Cape Breton? Yeah, I did skate in Cape Breton a couple times too. With Chris Colligan, or yeah, he was a coach in uh, Eagles my last year. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. always welcome, and he always tells me you know anything you need. So I kind of my first week after quarantine, I came out in Cape Breton. I had to do so many things get my vaccine shot and uh, i got a new car you got a new car <laughs> yeah i bought it off my billet family actually they kind of just okay nice sold me sold me <laughs> to it and uh, yeah so i'm happy with that and you know had to do all that insurance stuff and yeah so yeah you obviously you have your license here yeah exactly yeah, yeah, so yeah, i had yeah, to do it. all those things so i spent that week in cape breton i worked out there and uh, skated like three times with chris Nice. Yeah. When you go to Ottawa, do you just drive up or do you fly? Yeah, I'm going to drive, drive up this year, so I'm going to yeah. have a car for a year. That's nice. Yeah, it's uh, like last year I couldn't couldn't get it over, so it was kind of, I was on uh, my uh, teammate yeah. basically drove back. He was Shaw just, drove you around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was just driving me around. Um, how were your exit meetings this year? What did they say they wanted you to work on? You said they sent you drills. Like what, what, what are some of the things they want you to work on? Well, it was... Always before, it was like everybody was telling me, you know, keep losing weight and uh, get in better shape and, uh, you know, straight line skating and stuff like that. But after this season, they kind of told me, you know, straight straight line speed is not an issue anymore. So There you go. Kinda, so, and they said, don't you don't have to worry about losing weight anymore and uh, just quit on that, basically, you know, eat healthy and, you know, keep your body healthy, obviously. But they just told me, you know, those little... Um, you know, things like change direction as quick as I can, like, because I'm a big guy, big body. So, you know, out, coming out of the corner where, you know, I can make some room for myself where I'm going to do, like, you know, extra step crossover and, you know, me, I'm, I'm going to have, like, extra second. So that was that was kind of those things, like, I have to work on, just change of direction. It's coming coming quicker out of my turn. So that's that's been the most. Are you out with Jill? Yeah, I'm out with Jill. Did you tell her this stuff already? Oh, yeah. She yeah. knows? Yeah, she knows it. So it's like, is she in communication with Ottawa? Like, are they talking to her on what to work with you? Or do you just tell her and then she works on it? Like, uh, how does that relationship uh, work? Basically, they told me to talk to her. Like, okay. I think they have no problems with me just talking to her. Because, yeah. you know, I'm a, it's basically up to you. You're a pro, right? Like, you got to come back better. I never right? thought of it. Yeah, it's yeah, true. You're, you're a pro. pro. Yeah. If yeah. They can tell you to, you know, they can not even tell you a thing. And it's up to you. You're gonna work out or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's basically in your contract that you're gonna have to come back in a good shape and you know be prepared for camp. So that's that's pretty much it. Like I've just been talking to Jill and stuff. What I have to work on. Um, compared to last year, this year, 
you must be way more confident for training camp, knowing that you've been through everything with the pro year and just knowing what to expect and knowing what to, I guess, anticipate for training camp. You must be, like I said, I think two questions ago, you must be more excited for training camp this year, knowing you know what to expect. Yeah, for sure. And just, it's, you know, it's a fun experience for young guys like me, like going in and uh, see all of those big guys skating around and you kind of on the ice with them trying to keep up with them. So now, Last year, you know, kind of was a weird one because we didn't have any exhibition games or anything to kind of taste that mostly, yeah, right? Yeah, Because we only had, uh, we only played scrimmages. So this year is going to be exhibition games where I can kind of show what I can do, right? So, you know, coming into camp, I'm just going to come in uh, with the right mindset. Like, I'm not going to try to change anything in Igor Sokolov. I'm just going to come in and do things I do, right? Mm. So kind of, you know, feeling more confident, obviously, and uh, obviously, like you said, more excited. What was the travel like this year playing against teams in the AHL? Did you obviously you just stayed within Canada? How many other teams did you play? Uh, we played four other teams. We played uh, Stockton because they moved to Calgary. Calgary, and we played Manitoba, and we played Laval as in Montreal and uh, Mar- Toronto and Marlies. Yeah, Did, were you guys in Ottawa or were you guys? Yeah, in... we were in Ottawa. Oh, you played. What, yeah. What's the rink called? Canadian Tire Center. Mm-hmm. You played out of the Canadian Tire yeah, Center. Yeah, we played in Ottawa's rink, and well, we practiced in their practice rink, but we played our all our games in. Uh, big ring that's that's all that's yeah that's, that wicked. Was, that, that's that was, wicked yeah that was awesome experience obviously you know tough that there's no fans and stuff but yeah. you know but still pretty cool be be around nhl ring for you know like i said before for young guys like us it's just awesome experience so i think centers did a great job with us and he'll send us up and uh just you know let us have a good year basically out of weird one did you guys fly to games or you must have flown yeah we flew to out west to manitoba and calgary but yeah. we drove to well love Montre- montreal is two hours toronto is three and a half four so it's yeah. not too bad so that's not bad yeah what was the living situation like where did you live in the hotel yeah we were living in hotels but you were only allowed to be by yourself in the room <sighs> yeah was that that must have been tough mm. i actually didn't mind it honestly. you didn't mind it yeah by yourself in the room you kind of chill you know do <laughs> do your things kind of you know not worry about to you know, not letting your t- roommate, like, do his things. Like, maybe he wants to nap and you don't, and you kind of turn on the YouTube or or uh, Netflix, right? And it's yeah. kind of full blasting, full volume, and you kind of yeah. worried about him, like, taking a nap. So, but by yourself, you kind of just do your things. Yeah. Were you allowed to leave the room during the day? or did you Yeah, to- we were, we had our, like, lawn- lounges. Lounge? Yeah, yeah, we could hang out there, basically, kind of try to spread out six feet apart but we could play like table tennis just have a chats and stuff like that so that was i was like kind of things we were doing oh, yeah. you know have a conversation at the dinner or lunch and stuff like that but most of the times you were you were supposed to be in your room i guess it's a really good atmosphere to focus on hockey you know it's like there, there really isn't much distraction no you know? no you basically you know you just come in you go you know and on a game day in the morning you're gonna go more morning skate and all kind of videos and stuff like that then you know obviously you had your meals and stuff but then you go in your room you relax chill and then you know get dressed go to the game and you know you're all set and ready like there's no no excuse for you to not be ready for a game like yeah. you had all that time to prepare yourself in the morning you know doing stretches and warm up and stuff and having a morning skate if you need to so that was kind of you know the thing like i said like you had no excuses to not be ready for the game yeah it must be, yeah. Did you did you find with no fans? Did did you miss the fans? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's one of the biggest parts of hockey. Like it's makes it fun. So, I mean, it was <laughs> it was weird to see those plastic heads, you know, just standing <laughs> in those stands. So, yeah, but yeah, 
kind of made most of it. You know, I was, you know, I was happy to play hockey, right? Like yeah. I didn't play it for 10 months and I was just, you know, that young kid who is just shaking to get out there and play hockey games. So I was kind of, you know, I, I will go through anything to play 35, 40 games this year. Yeah. How how many games are usually is there in the AHL? NHL, it's 82, right? It's 82 it, yeah, NHL? Yeah, it's 76 in AHL. 76? So, yeah, we only played 35. It's not even half a season. Have they released the schedule for next year for the AHL? I know they did for the NHL. Yeah, we have 72 games last next year, and we have we play in all the U.S. You teams. travel everywhere. Yeah, we play. Well, we play in kind of how they usually do it. Like, you play your division kind of, yeah. and you have a couple games against other teams. But we have seven or eight teams in our division now, and some of those teams are from U.S., like uh, Cleveland, I believe, and a couple others, Rochester, so... Yeah, it should be fun a year. That see, that's the, there's a whole other element that you're man. You're gonna have to go pee again. You you keep no, we're good, drink. We're good. You're we're sure? Good. <laughs> you're drinking. I gotta keep it hydrated. <laughs> what are you doing after this? We oh, work. I gotta go on the ice. You going on the ice yeah. with Jill? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. Um, it, it, that's a whole other element of professional hockey that you must be excited for is going to see the rest of the world. You yeah. know, you you get to go to places. Have you ever been to Cleveland? No. You know what I mean? Like that's no. what I mean. It must be exciting for you to be able to go see the rest of North America. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm just looking forward to have a, you know playoffs and stuff like that. Try to have a run. To yeah. Come because it's been two years, I haven't played playoffs. Like my last year in junior got caught out, and this year was no playoffs. So yeah, it's basically gonna be three years. Yeah. Trying to. What know, did pull. what what did you think of the playoffs this year on TV? Did you did you like did you find the pace high? Oh, it was it was yeah, it was a crazy yeah. pace there. Like first round was kind of kind of a more uh, who scores more. It's like if if you watch Tampa and Florida, they were like eight five scores and stuff like that. But then towards the like semifinals, you could see just it's like yeah. so hits and it's shots from everywhere and you know, you know have, have no room and you know, it's basically who's tougher is gonna win. Yeah. So you know Tampa kind of showed that that they're. They're good again, I guess. Yeah. Two, you, two, years, in, two oh, yeah. years in a row. Did you have any friends playing? I know Romanov. He's Russian, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Do you know him? At, yeah, we played at the World Juniors together. Right? Oh, you guys were on the same yeah, team. Yeah. So I know him. I, you know, I texted him, and obviously we talked. And nice. We couldn't see each other this year because I was AHL and he was NHL, and kind of we were living at the same hotel, but we weren't well because we were stuck in a hotel for a month yeah. after we got because we they weren't letting, proving us to play hockey. So we had to stay in a hotel. They couldn't give us housing letters to just go, yeah, you're going to get a house, but you might not play, right? So, yeah. But those NHL teams were staying in the same hotel, and I knew he was there, and I kind of texted him. I was like, yeah, like, we can't even see each other. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of was rough. It's such a weird year for people like you who are just transitioning into the pro atmosphere because I feel like from the stories you're telling me, you haven't really gotten to experience the real pro yeah. life yet like you, you just got a taste of it yeah and this year hopefully you'll be able to experience the whole thing yeah. that's what i'm fe- that's what i feel like at least yeah exactly it, it looks like you know everything going positive way now so yeah yeah so, when do you head to camp they haven't confirmed anything but it should be like september mid-september i believe okay nice yeah it, so it's another month ish of work and you know go get back there and uh, kind of start all the things all the exciting things are you gonna try to enjoy summer at all, or you're just working all summer and then uh, straight to camp? Are oh, you... I'm working. <laughs> uh, I kind of, you know, try to, you know, get as, get as, gu- as good as I could and uh, try to get better as much as I can, and uh, you know, just go into the camp with the right mindset and a uh, better player. Who do you think is the number one person right now that's giving you a little bit of guidance, that's helping you with a, a positive mindset going into next year? Um, uh, I mean, 
I think it's just everybody around me, all the people I know. Yeah. Like, you know, my billets, my family back home talking to me every day and my billets here in Halifax and, you know, my agent and Jill and Pat. Like, so, like, all all the people around me, basically. Like, even the guys in the gym, like, Sand and Mikey. Oh, like, yeah, you were yeah, Sand. Yeah, we were, we were putting a quality work in there and, you know, we were working hard every day and it's kind of it's kind of fun that we were pushing each other, right? It's... You know, especially from last summer that we had to work out for what eight nine months oh that's so long. and you know we come in at, at, at the gym every day and push each other and stuff it's fun so you know having them around me is, is pretty like it's pretty awesome too because you know we all always try to push each other at the gym and kind of you know get better together as a group and uh especially and on the east as well so you know the boys are putting quality work and like i said sonzi is like so the boys put in quality work and score hat-tricks in the AHL. So yeah. Uh, exactly. So, you know, we all tried to get better. You guys have a great group that you work out with. I grew up with Brennan. So I grew up with him, so I've known him my whole life, and I, I know the work that he put in to be able to get to the position he's in. And I know Drake had to work to where he's at. And everyone that you that you work out with at that gym has a really good story, almost like a, a really good underdog story. And yeah. I like that all of you guys are together pushing towards a common goal. It's it's a cool thing to see on whenever Pat posts on Instagram and just look at you guys all together. It's, it's cool to see. It's time for a quick timeout in the High Button Podcast. Brought to you by Crypto Vantage. I want to take a quick second and talk about cryptocurrency and how the professional sporting world is getting involved. They're going hand in hand. When you look at professional athletes like Sean Culkin of the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at guys like Trevor Lawrence on the Jacksonville Jaguars, how these guys are getting involved in the crypto world. It's only a matter of time before professional athletes are starting to get paid in cryptocurrency. And to be quite honest with you, it's already happening. If you want to make some investments and follow these guys, I want you to go to this link right here, info.cryptocurrency.com slash high button. They are going to educate you on how to invest properly into cryptocurrency, protect your money, and be able to get your money out safely. Okay, one more time. That's info.cryptovantage.com slash high button. I want you to fill out the white paper. CryptoVantage is going to send you some information along. It is totally free. We want to make sure you are protected. One more time. Info dot cryptovantage.com slash high button we're extremely excited to team up with cryptovantage to allow them to educate our listeners our viewers on the cryptocurrency world you hear about it everywhere you go now it's time for you to get ahead and take advantage with high button sports and cryptovantage now back to the podcast yeah exactly well brent sanzi like i never i never knew him right before i came my for my first summer and kind of since then we kind of got super close to each other and like we always talk over phone when we like he was in uh in his team this year and we kind of you know yeah. like calling snapchat just to check how i am and how he is and stuff like that so i think i got a pretty good pretty good relation with him and you know he's always pushing me at the gym and i do too as well <laughs> pushing him so that's fun you fun. guys will be able to play against each other yeah, this year yeah we were well, if, if you might crack ottawa's roster i'm not saying you won't but you know, you might be able no, to play oh, against him. No, for sure. Him, yeah. December 15th, I already sent him. Uh, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I already sent him the schedule. I said, December 15th, you're coming to Belleville, and, uh, you know, I might drop you. <laughs> but I, was, I was just saying it for fun. Obviously, no way I'm going to go against him. He's a psycho. <laughs> Does he hit the bo- Does he hit the boxing bag at the gym? Is there oh, a boxing bag there? No, it's it's not there anymore. It wasn't pro edge when 
yeah. other place we used to be but now it's not anymore but you all, you all like you know you could see him just shadow fight all every time he's trying to do something and all that and i was like oh my god there's no way i can go against that guy i'm just you know i'm just gonna try score goals and he said he's gonna try to drop me and i was like nah 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 <laughs> you're a big man yeah you're like he what is he like 175 yeah but he's he's tough he's the one tough yeah, he's guy. tough as nails yeah exactly he oh. doesn't feel pain <laughs> All right, I was wondering about your, uh, I remember last year I was talking to you about your stick, and right before you started this podcast, you're like, in junior, you have um, you have three seconds to get a shot off, and you're like, at the pro, you maybe have like one and a half seconds to get a shot off. I was wondering if you made any adjustment to your stick, maybe the flex, the curve, to be able to get a shot off a little bit quicker, no? Haven't changed anything. Haven't changed anything? Yeah, haven't changed a thing on my stick, actually. I love them. I think, I think you know, if you like something, you're just going to stick to it for you know, as much as you can, and I kind of got stuck to that one, and I don't want to change anything, like, I got a perfect flex and perfect curve and everything, it's kind of, you know, it's about your hands, not not the stick, right, if the stick feels right in your hands, you can do lots of things, so it's, you know, it's feeling great, and, you know, I'm not planning on changing anything. What flex do you use again? 85. Man, that's, that's so flexy. Yeah, it is. That's like, flexy. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big one-timer guy, so I'm mostly a wrist chart, so yeah exactly it gives me enough you know power and uh, flex to you know fly out like a bullet so, <laughs> yeah so i you know i'm sticking to those for sure when you get to the pro level do they give you maybe like a book with more options of more grips more curves more i guess options for your stick do they give that to well, you well yeah this year it kind of was a weird one because the guys couldn't come oh like, like the ccm, CCM bar yeah. guys couldn't come right because it was just bubbles like yeah so it was a weird one kind of and i just you know when they asked me what sticks you want. I kind of said I'm sticking to the same one. So just, you know, CCM obviously has it in their system that I'm using those sticks. So they just kind of ordered those ones. But I think next year it's probably going to be a bit different then. So we will see. But I'm not planning to change anything. So Do you have to use a certain stick in the AHL or can you pick like Bauer? No, no CCM. You have to use CCM. I think one or two guys are allowed to use Bauer. Really? Yeah. I wonder why that is. Yeah, but I, I'm... I'm sticking to the CCM because I even changed the skates to CCM. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, you happy. got CCM on the hat too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's it's the back. team sponsor. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I changed it to CCM skates as well. CCM, if you're listening, Chuck Igor some money and sponsor him because he loves your product <laughs> and he'll be a 50 goal scorer in the NHL one day using your sticks. But I remember like watching. I remember watching some of your highlight tapes when you were back in Cape Breton and you got you were able to get those shots off so quick. And that always amazed me. And I remember when you came over the first time on our podcast, I went out to the car after and I was like, let me see your, I got to see this stick. Cause it's just, it, it is incredible how quick and how low you're able to get those shots off. And I don't know if you can translate that to the NHL or the pro level that can't help that. That has to help. Yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah. You know, most of my goals came, you know, from clear shots this year too. Like I would say what I scored 15 and maybe 12 or 13 where, where I clearly beat the goalie. So, and other two, three, I was like one of them was empty error, and uh, other one was just a, like a rebound. Other two were rebounds. Yeah. So most of my goals came like from clear shots, basically being a goalie. And I love how you said that you translated your goal scoring. It all happens from skating. Yeah. That was explain that again. Uh, well, I mean, you know, for me, I'm a goal scorer. Like to be able to get open you know for that extra second you gotta you gotta have some power in your legs right like 
pe- people are smart there and you know they can follow you around easily so you gotta help have that you know little power and agility in you to just you know get that extra second to open and you know get that shot off so i think me being you know working on my skating for past what three summers now like helping me a lot to just you know being able to get those scoring scoring positions where i can release my shot so and obviously you know beating guys one-on-one wide is because i'm a big body right i can you know try to get to the net like and stuff like that yeah you lead, do you lean yeah, on yeah, guys yeah. yeah so you know and obviously to get in that position first you got to beat him kind of you know make yourself a little bit of room to try to put your elbow down and you know put your body on him so yeah. you kind of have to be ahead of him right yeah so guys are so strong there you're not going to be able to just like push him off and just get in front of him you kind of gonna have to you know you know beat him wide a little bit and then you know push on his hands where he doesn't have as much strength so you know that those things and obviously like i said that like the changing directions and all that kind of stuff as the year went on i kind of felt like watching the videos that i was able to make myself more room in the corners where i kind of spin off guys and stuff like that so you know it was it was just great because you know when i'm younger when i'm playing junior you're not going to have a strength coach coming up to you and telling you yeah buddy like you need to do that for warm-up you need to do that for before your game like it's going to be one guy who's doing his job he's going to just you know give you the warm-up for all your team yeah. nothing specific yeah but then where i came there in pro and jeremy our strength coach Beno, jeremy beno i was just you know first thing we talked about it was like i know that i have not a good mobility in my hips my ankles so it all starts from that all the quick turns and stuff it starts from ankle mobility it's how you know mm-hmm. how good is your ankles okay. to change and, and uh you know edges and stuff so and then he just kind of came up with the warm-up for me here we go that's your warm up. You're gonna warm up your hips. You're gonna warm up your ankles, and then you're gonna, you know, f- to create as much power as I can. I'm gonna do some squats and box jumps and stuff like that. So my legs are ready. Before so th- you do this, before the game. Yeah, before yeah, the game. Yeah. And then you just like, holy, like I feel like on another level before you know game comes. But whereas junior, you just do that warm up and you just like you don't know how, it, you know, it's just like yeah, I'm warmed up and stuff like yeah. that. But it's you don't. You don't get to that 100 yeah. percent that you can with specific stuff. So, wow, yeah. that's a really good insight. Yeah. What ankle warm up do you do? Well, it's a bunch of like you know squats where you're like I don't know heel your heels elevated, your toes elevated, so you kind of you know doing a squat and your like knees go over your ankles. So okay. Kind of all that kind of stuff, stretching and you know so. Do you use the bands like the? Do you use those the bands a lot to yeah. stretch? Yeah, for uh, my hamstrings and stuff. Like your that, hamstrings? So, yeah. How do you warm up a hip? Your hips? Hips is just mostly stretching and mobility stuff like ninety ninety. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No. You, oh, I'm I'm not gonna show you that right now. Just show me. Can you show me? Oh. What do you do? Well, you kind of sit on the ground and you. Oh, okay. Your legs are bent and you kind of ninety ninety degree both legs, and you kind of you know ninety ninety. Yeah, like ninety degrees. Yeah. So you kind of go from one side to other side, one side to other. Okay, okay, so okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're kind of not touching the ground with anything. It's kind of just your hips working. So that's kind of what oh, warm up. Okay, okay. Yeah. So like all those things. I mean, and they're pros, and they, you know, it's been a lot of guys who are playing 10, 15 years in NHL. Their hips. That's rough on their bodies, right? Like yeah. Playing 70, 75 games a year. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. So they know what they're doing. So. I yeah, oh, yeah. I've golfed with a couple guys who's like pro hockey guys this year and like we'll be on like the 15th hole and they'll just get down and just start stretching their hip. Like we'll just be like getting ready to tee off 
and before he tees off, he'll just like sit there and stretch his hips because they're 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 sore. Yeah, like you you feel it, you feel it. And so right now I'm kind of young and I can't, you know, I wanted to take care of that so I don't have those issues. Yeah. Later on, right? So now I'm always, you know, before before my workout I do proper war- warm up, and then after my warm workout I do stretching and then I go home. I kind of roll out and do another stretching and do yoga twice a week. So you do yoga twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hot yoga, regular yoga. Just regular yoga. I just I got well, my coach from strength coach from Belleville sent me a video to follow for like 30 35 minutes and he said just do it, you know, twice a week. Belleville sent this to you. Yeah. Man, I got to play for Belleville. That's awesome. No, he's a really awesome guy. He just, you know, he always checking on me how I'm doing, how I'm feeling and stuff like that. And even during the year, he always kind of comes up to me and just like, "How are you feeling?" He wants to always know how you're feeling, right? Like, yeah. what what he's going to give me to do for my workout today. Is it going to be heavy or is it going to be e- take it easy, do mobility mm. and kind of that kind of stuff, right? So he always checking on you how you feel. And so like, you know, and it just helps. Like you just today you come in and you be honest with, with yourself. Like I'm tired. Like we just played three and three or three and four, right? And yeah. you just like, we had one day off and you kind of still feel like it wasn't enough. And you just like, yeah, like I'm pretty tired. It's, you know, my body's sore. So he's, it's going to take easy. It's going to be like some movement stuff. Like, you know, it's always things to do to get better and get more comfortable. Right. So, yeah. I mean, but you know, when you come in and you're just like fully rested and you're just like, okay, here we go. We're going to lift heavy today. Right. So, yeah. How do you trick yourself? And like, I don't really like working out. I, I just don't like lifting weights. I don't like running. How do you like all good? How do you like wake up every morning and go like okay, like how, you must have to trick yourself because yeah you have to admit it's not fun to lift weights like but how how do you do it every day how do you I think it's fun for me now you think it's fun I yeah. think I think it's something I can't be without it even though on my days off I kind of shaking to do something right really like to do some kind of type of cardio like jump rope and stuff like that so I'm shaking to do some stuff I feel like I'm missing something during the day when I do do anything and. And especially working out with, like I said before, Mikey and Brennan and Drake, all those guys. Like, yeah. It kind of helps. They all, we all come in with the right mindset and we kind of push each other and stuff like that. So it gets easier over time. And kind of after that, you just, you know, feel it. You need it. Like, uh, you know, summer, summer is short. Like, we're already in August. Yeah. It's been two months. And you got one mon- month left. And right now it's kind of where you're going to make that last push. Yeah. So for me right now, it's uh, extra motivation before camp to get in best shape as I can and get better as much as I can. What are you trying to work on now? Muscle or cardio or w- what are you like working well, on this last month? Well, we kind of do all all kind of things, right? You can't just focus on one thing and lose all your strength, right? Like I, you know, I can lift pretty heavy on my lower body and, you know, Pat always tells me like you can't not do it and like it, you're going to lose that all that strength. You're going to take month off, right? So we kind of, you know, doing those you know, you pair up the strength and then you pair, pair up with the power, like jump squats with the dumbbells or, you know, those kind of things. And, uh, you know, mostly, like I said, I'm working on changing directions and stuff. Like that. So in the gym, it's like those quick sprints, you know, agility work, agility and reaction work. So, I mean, those like the most important things. And obviously upper body, you can't, you know, miss on that as well. Like it's, it's really important. So today we had another you know, pretty good upper body day. Good chest day. Yeah, it got, <laughs> you know, a little pump going. So, yeah, so yeah, we've been working basically on everything what you need for a hockey player. That's awesome. Yeah, it must be exciting. Like, yeah, just to be able to translate all that hard work over to training camp. I, I would now that you mention all this, I would love to be able to go watch an NHL training camp. That would be a really cool thing to observe because oh, yeah. everybody's in the best shape. 
everybody wants there's some guys that aren't going to make the team for sure but they want to make the team yeah. it, it it seems like a very interesting not atmosphere but it just seems like a very interesting uh community not community what's the word i'm looking for mark like uh yeah it seems like an interesting group to observe on the ice yeah just exactly. watching everyone. well you have many kids who coming in and trying to steal a job right yeah so they're all motivated right yeah so well you look at us and other guy, older guys who already played maybe you know 14 13 years pro and they're kind of feeling comfortable already maybe they yeah. not didn't work as hard over summer and here lots of guys who are putting in the work and kind of you know just getting itchy to get out there and try to steal a job so i think i'm kind of one of those guys who wants to put extra work in you know yeah. work on extra things and talk to the coach and stuff and see what they think and kind of send them a videos of me doing on ice off ice and just see what they think right yeah. always always be in touch with them player development coach so like it's always just you know for me being a pro is fun and uh i love doing able to do that stuff like get clips from development coach like of other players he thinks you know i'm comparable to yeah. how they play how they do it in nhl right yeah. so i think that's just you know it's it's fun that's fun being pro. If like before, if you know like you're gonna make the NHL team or go back to the AHL, how do you figure that out? Will, will your agent call you first, or will the coach on the team tell you first? And is there politics at all within training camp at all? Like, is there like I remember when I used to play hockey, I would always watch like the trainer because the trainer would always tell you, "Hey, Igor." Or, hey, Justin, come see the coach because I was probably going to get cut and go back down. Like, is, is there things like that within the dressing room or within training camp that you have to observe? I think it's just, I mean, everybody's coming in in the same spot yeah. and try to get a job in NHL, right? Nobody, Nobody's kind of looking at you as like, yeah, he just got drafted and stuff like that. But if you're better than someone, you're going to get the job. But, you know, they make the they make the cuts. They just, you know, ask you to come in and talk to you and tell you how your camp went and what they think and you know you and they're just telling you yeah, yeah. like you're going down to AHL it's no problems like it's not yeah, a big deal yeah it's you like, see yeah. how many players from Tampa played in AHL yeah. this year this was like 90 some percent players went through AHL to get to NHL yeah so I mean it's it's key for development in uh, you know NHL players so I think it's no big deal at all and so yeah but you're just coming in everybody I think comes in in the same spot like everybody's trying to get that job in the NHL, but then after you get sent down, like you should be extra motivated to you know prove yourself, prove everybody, and kind of you know get more confident in AHL and kind of try to perform there well. And you know people are watching you, like general manager watching you, head coach of NHL watching you, assistant general manager watching you, everybody's watching you, mm -hmm. everybody's watching how you do. And if you kind of get sent down to AHL and you feel like you were supposed to stay in NHL, it's kind of like yeah that guy is not working hard enough, like. You know, so like it's kind of all those things. They look at everything you do, how, you know, how much time you spend at the gym, how quick you get, like you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're stretching after games, if you're not stretching, they like, they're watching that. Well, they're not. They're not kind of just gonna go and like see if you did that or not. But if they don't see you, they kind of, they know like yeah. yeah. Oh, here we go. He took that out. He didn't want to stretch today. So, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You gotta have right attitude to play pro. Like you just have to have a right attitude right so like you have to be motivated every day and uh you know and well i mean people making big money there right it's your job so i think it's just for me it's kind of i'm that guy who is motivated to do all the things and i think it's it's fun like pl even playing this year in pro i just you know it was awesome to be around older guys like there was cody golubev who played over you know 200 games in the nhl i believe 
like he was talking to me a lot and you kind of feel like yeah like that guy had a taste of nhl and you just speak into him right now it's kind of and you see what he does at the gym like he warms up for like 20 25 minutes properly weight and all that kind of stuff but then he goes you know after game he's stretching doing a cold tub hot tub in massage and all that kind of stuff so you see at the guy who's 30 years old and he does all that stuff and then i'm here 21 years old my first year pro not gonna go stretch yeah or not gonna work out or not gonna do proper warm-up or not gonna do proper recovery or not gonna eat well and you just like question yourself like if he can do that and he played games in the nhl and you know he's pro for 10 11 years so obviously you as a kid can't do it yeah well it's very well said that was yeah. a very good answer yeah it's good that you're taking recognition or taking notice excuse me of that now yeah that's good that you notice that now so later in your career maybe you'll be able to help out a 21 year old with exactly. the exact same thing exactly that's very cool how much time are we at mark 43 minutes. we're 43 minutes right now holy smokes uh, i'm good for you it. sure oh yeah. you don't have to uh, use the washroom dude you've been drinking water left right no, and center. i'm good i'm good one sec I'm, what time is it 12 22 i'm i'm on the ice at two so i'm chilling what time is it uh, oh 12 yeah I'm okay on, you're good I'm, I'm on the ice at two so how far is civic from here you know Hello, how far civic from here? Uh, maybe 10 minutes. 10, yeah, 10 minutes? Uh, I need like 20 minutes to get dressed. Not even, actually. <laughs> okay, you're good to go. Yeah, we're chilling. Man, I missed, I missed getting on the, the rink. I haven't played hockey in probably two years now. I miss it. It's yeah, fun. It, it is. Is it still fun for you? Oh, yeah. I, I love it. Um, yeah. You know, it's always fun to get on the ice and... Just be there and yeah. try to get better, obviously, in the summer <laughs> and then compete during the year. It's fun. It's it's good how right now you say it's fun and how you don't think it's a job yet. It's like, yeah, you say it's professional. It's You make big money, but it's good how you still think it's fun because I, I think there's guys that have been playing professional hockey and they look at it more as a job now, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's a job. It's a career. There's, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think as long as you can have that kid mindset and go to the rink and have fun with it, I think that's a, I think that's a very good thing, and it seems like you're very excited about your future, and you yeah. still have that kid mentality of the big smile, and you're excited to go to the rink. Absolutely, I think I think it's the way you should be. Like you choose that as a kid, and you kind of you know after that you making like I said making big money, like you're yeah. So it's your job, and I think for me it's if if I choose that it should be fun, right? So yeah. I should have fun, right? Like it's not. It's not. It's. It shouldn't be against me. Like it shouldn't be like. like uh, yeah. I don't want to go to the ring today, or I don't want to go to the gym today. Like, I think you gotta have that right mentality and right mindset. Like most of, you know, most of the big guys. Like you know, even watching the uh, Michael Jordan's, the thing. Last Dance. Yeah, yeah, the Last Dance. Like you see what he was doing there. Like, he was first in and last out every time. Kobe Bryant. Like you see all those guys, and obviously Sidney Crosby. And you always see the. That he's putting in no extra work and uh, on the ice, he's always last off the ice. He always first on the ice, doing you know faceoffs, and he's already best guy in NHL probably for faceoffs, and he's still trying to get better, mm. right? So you see, see all those big guys what they're doing, and you kind of just want to have as as much fun as they do because they're not gonna go out there 30 minutes before practice and not having fun with it. Yeah, like there's no way you're gonna do that. So I think you know he's they those guys have fun with it, and you know. Tr- Obviously, they take it serious, but they having fun with it at the same time. It's a great atmosphere to to be in here in Atlantic Canada with all the pro guys. 
it's a it's one of the best places I think in the world to be a, a developing hockey player. Yeah. And I say that with every serious bone in my body. I think if you're a young, I think Jack Eichel was just here the other day. I heard that. Uh, I, he still might be here. And you know, you look at a guy like that who's in the middle of a trade—I uh, don't want to say trade war—but he's up in the air. Maybe he's dealing with the business side of hockey, and that's not fun. No. But if you can come here and train and have fun and work hard, I think that there's uh, there's no other place in the world you want it to be that you want to be. I really think that. Look at you—you're you're from Russia. Yeah. You you could be in Russia training you, but instead you're here. Yeah. There, there's guys that come from all over the world to train with Sid and Nate and Marshawn and all these guys because they know that they work the hardest but at the same time they have fun because they love the game exactly it's well, very cool two years ago both Hughes were there and taylor hall was out there on yeah. the ice right so john like, Tavares. yeah you see those guys those big names just you know coming to halifax and skate where they could be in toronto with the big facilities and all that kind of stuff right but yeah. you see all those big names coming here it's kind of it's it's just fun yeah it's also a distraction-free area. Like uh, we, we were talking earlier about how when you're up in Ottawa and you're at the hotel and then you go to the rink, like there's not like a whole lot of distractions in Ottawa. It's nice to be here and not have a whole lot of distraction. Yeah, you, exactly. you have beaches, you have nature, you have the ocean, you have the lake, and you got a hockey rink and a gym. You can't really get in a lot of trouble here. It's 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 a fun, safe environment to to, to work. I guess you could say. Yeah, it's all you need. Like yeah. fresh air. Well, you worked out. You you know you worked out. You went on the ice. You know, you know, you yeah. did your job, then you have all the time to relax, go enjoy the weather and, you know, sit on the beach, on the beach, you know, go in the water if it's good yeah. enough and, you know, tan and stuff like that. Just, you know, relax, <laughs> relax as much as you can. Right. So, yeah. So I think that's a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, I always want to be back here and uh, yeah. spend as much time as I can here. Has your family been here? to Halifax yeah my parents well my mom was here for a game oh nice because the she was coming uh, to see me obviously in Cape Breton so we played one of the games here in Halifax and she came out with my billet parents so she was at the rink and stuff and kind of nice. explored around a little bit of Halifax it wasn't in the summertime it was in wintertime obviously uh. but yeah still it was lots of fun for her that's good. Do they plan on going to Ottawa this year at all to see you? Well, hopefully, yeah. We will, I'm able to get them over yeah. after Christmas, I hope. So, so yeah, we will see how everything goes. But it looks like everything going positive way now, right? So, you know. Yeah. How, what's the situation like in Russia with COVID? I mean, it's it's been up and down. It's like, Just like here. Yeah, yeah, it's been up and down. It's, it's been, it was like when I got there, it was getting bad, better and better. But then as soon as I left, apparently, like, third wave hit it and stuff. I got scary again, so... I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, I don't know either. I yeah. don't know any answers what's going on. Yeah. But no, that, that it's good that you're here. It's good that you're working and it's good that you're training and you have got you got a bright future right now coming up in Ottawa in the NHL, I think so at least. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to my future and you know what what future holds. I say it's it's fun to work for something, right? So. Yeah. That's all I do. Do you have any advice right now for a young, maybe Russian kid or just a kid from Canada that's working towards becoming a pro hockey player? Do you have any advice for that person? I think my best advice would be, you know, I've been through a lot, been, uh, like I said before, being passed over twice at the draft, whereas, you know, it's kind of not, not everybody could take that situation as good as I did, right, not to quit on the thing. So I think for most of the guys, like, if you're if you're working hard and you think you're working 100% and, you know, you didn't, didn't get rewarded first time, but then second time you go in and, you know, worked, you know, one you got better 1% each day, and you kind of didn't get rewarded again, but you shouldn't quit on it. You should keep going because at some point you're going to get rewarded. Like work hard is pays off and everybody says that. So at some point it might be late, it might be early, 
but you shouldn't quit on that. So that was that's the biggest advice for me for you know all the guys who are trying to get to pro. You shouldn't quit on something you know you've been doing for what ten years and eleven years and just you know yeah. say yeah you know I'm done with it. Like it, it's just it's something you shouldn't do. I think. You're wicked, Igor. You're the man. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm gonna do my best this year. We're we're thinking of doing a little Canada trip. So if we're in the Ottawa, Ontario area, I'll shoot you a message and we'll come watch a game. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah. Um, everyone watching and listening, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, it's Monday. Have fun. Work hard. Enjoy the rest of the summer. We're out. Peace. Tranquility of solitude